Hi, this is Derek from Atlanta. Unlike Bob, I am a former law enforcement officer, but I still enjoy listening to a practical show by a practical guy. You're listening to the Handgun World Podcast. I'm Bob Main. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast, a practical show done by a practical guy, and that is me. This is episode number 547, to be exact, being released on April 18th, 2021. This show is sponsored by Concealment Solutions, makers of fantastic holsters, Right now, I'm wearing an outside-the-waistband Concealment Solutions Cobra, and I'm carrying my SIG P365 XL, and it is a perfect setup, uh, and I highly recommend them. So go over to ConcealmentSolutions.com if you need a holster or a belt. ConcealmentSolutions.com. Get a 10% discount by using the coupon code HANDGUNWORLD at checkout. I'm also going to be talking about some other holsters and belts in this episode but right now i am giving some attention to one of my sponsors concealmentsolutions.com i'm also going to be teaching a class in utah with jason the owner of concealment solutions so check that out if you want to take my one day beyond conceal carry class in utah june 12th in southern utah check that out at handgunworld.com you can find all the information at handgunworld.com so this week i'm talking about the dot life in other words the red dot life and also a little bit more about appendix carry i got a special guest coming up spencer keepers of keepers concealment he's going to be joining shortly we have a really cool announcement to make Spencer and I have a good announcement to make. And also, we want to talk a little bit about the dot life, red dot life, red dots on pistols. Probably the most popular accessory for handguns these days. And there's a lot of good reasons for living the the dot life. Living the dot life when you are carrying and shooting a handgun. So more about that. That's coming up. We're going to talk about that shortly. Before Spencer comes on to talk about that, I want to mention that about three years ago, I used a red dot on my Glock 19. I used a Trigicon RMR, which was the RM07 model. And it didn't work so well for me at that time, but I think I need to revisit it because even though I took a class in it, I just I didn't put enough practice in after the class. That was the that was the issue. And I I really believe, and Spencer may have more to say about this in the interview coming up, but I think you have to put in the time, you have to put in consistent time, consistent practice on a daily or weekly basis, shooting a handgun with a red dot on it to be proficient with it. So one of the announcements I wanted to make, I told some of you there'd be some announcements on this show, is I'm going to go back to a red dot. I haven't figured out which one yet. And I haven't figured out which gun I'm going to use. I've got Glocks, Smith & Wessons, and SIGs. Now, my SIG P365, I'm probably going to go ahead and get one of SIGs red dots for that. And I'm going to use that a lot. And I'll probably end up getting another red dot for one of my Glocks. I'm probably going to end up buying a slide that's already set for a red dot that's already milled out. And uh, I'll get one of the slides that are meant for that and then pick a red dot so i haven't decided but i am going to be going to a red dot and testing it for at least a year at least a year and i'm going to report on a daily not on a daily basis a report on a weekly basis on this podcast my successes and challenges with a red dot site I believe that because of my eyesight, I I need to do that. Because I wear prescription glasses, I'm going to be 60 years old in six months, and I wear 
prescription. I can't wear contacts anymore. It makes it difficult to see my sights. Now, you may remember about four years ago or so, I had Grant Cunningham interview on my show. I'm going to get Grant to come back. How many of you remember that interview? If you haven't if you haven't listened to that, go to handgunworld.com, search my older episodes in the search bar, and find the interview that I did. If you just put Grant Cunningham, put his name. And by the way, shout out to Grant. I uh, hope you're listening. Check out his his stuff. Uh, he is just, he's a wealth of knowledge, especially if you like revolvers. Listen to that. He talks about how to shoot with blurry sights, and I've been doing that. Since I did that interview, I've been shooting fairly well with blurry sights. Now, the sights are not blurry if I take my glasses off, but most of the time, I'm wearing my prescription eyeglasses. So I've learned to shoot fairly well with blurry sights. You don't have to have a crisp, in-focus front sight. A lot of people say that. You don't. You don't have to have that. I would rather have a crisp, in-focus target. And that's what I see. I see the I see the target completely in focus. And I have a little bit of a blurry front sight. And I work through it. And you can learn how to do it. And I've done it. And I've done it for a few years now. And it has not affected my shooting at all. Maybe for about the first month, it affected my shooting. And then I learned the technique. I learned to look through the sights, not at the sights. Through the sights, not at the sights. If I'm looking at the front sight, then my target is blurry, and I don't want that. I personally don't like that. To each their own. Do it the way that you want. But what's cool about a red dot is they're both in focus. When I have my prescription eyeglasses on, the, the, the red dot is in focus, and the target is in focus. How cool is that? So if you're in my situation, and even if you're not, um, Check out a red dot site. So that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to ask Spencer to talk more about that in the interview coming right up. I also want to mention to all the Shooters Club members, uh, if you support this show and Ben Branham's show and you are a member of the joint venture that we have, the Shooters Club, uh, I do that with Ben Branham from Modern Self Protection. We filmed a lot of the Shooters Club videos from our classes that we taught over the years. Check that out. We do some red dot in instruction on there a little bit. We talk a little bit about red dots. We review a couple of red dots uh, sites and things like that. So become a member of the Shooters Club. It's only $8 a month, $75 a year. You can watch excellent videos. And some of you are Patreon members of mine. You can become a Handgun World Patreon member. Go to patreon.com slash handgunworld. By the way, you can find all this stuff I'm talking about at handgunworld.com. I will be recording some more information about Red Dots uh, after I finish up with this interview that I've got coming up here with Spencer Keepers. So that's all. Time to get Spencer on the show. Talk about the Red Dot life and appendix carry. Stay tuned. Well, my special guest for uh, this podcast is uh, Spencer Keepers, and I have also uh, a good announcement to make coming up. But, Spencer, welcome back. Thank Thanks for having me, man. Well, I, I see you've been doing a lot out there. And um, I just want all the listeners and viewers to know Spencer contacted me about a week ago or so. And uh, I want to introduce Spencer Keepers and Keepers Concealment as one of the new sponsors of the Handgun World podcast. So thanks. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm, I'm really excited about it. You know, I, uh, it, uh, I, I had been sponsoring a, another podcast and was, you know, thinking about I need, you know, I need to do more. And uh, I don't know why I didn't think of, you know, coming to you sooner. Because, but as soon as I started thinking of it, boom, you know, you popped in my head, and I was like, you know, I've been on the show a few times and and really enjoy it, and I was like, well, that'd be a, that'd be a perfect fit. And uh, so, yeah, it is. It's going to be a real good fit. Yeah. So, so welcome. And so let's start with that. Now we have a couple subjects that I want. I asked you to cover. One of them is the dot life. Right. And uh, I saw your Facebook post on that, and I thought, that's cool. That would make a good episode, The Dot Life. And specifically, I'm talking about red dots on pistols. Right. 
and you're you seem to be pretty well proficient with that. So I want you to cover that. I want you to cover a little bit more on appendix carry, okay. and also let's spend some good time on CCW safe okay. because I think it's vitally important. Yes. Um, so I thought I thought let's first of all. Uh, let me mention that that you've got those things those three things going. You got your legendary holsters Correct. at at keepersconcealment.com. And uh let's start with that. Tell us what's new at Keepers Concealment. Uh you know the uh, uh we introduced the Cornerstone uh last year. Uh it's been a real good hit new holster. Uh it's it's uh <clears throat> It's it's super fast the way it's constructed. Uh, the uh, as soon as the gun pops loose from the retention, it doesn't drag on the holster at any spot. Uh, it just comes straight out. Um, it's uh, it's a tuckable holster. Uh, of course, it's adjustable for ride height and can't like all of our holsters are. Uh, but the uh, the clips is kind of what make it special. And uh, I didn't I actually don't have. We've moved the holster company to. A shop across town so i didn't actually have some to uh show here <clears throat> um but the uh the discrete carry concept clips that we use there other companies use them as well they're they're a, a very robust uh set of clips or the best clips on the market really uh or we wouldn't be using them um but you can tuck the holster so we've got uh, the kind of work part-time for the company, we've got two federal uh, law enforcement officers uh, in two different branches, um, and uh, they stop by the shop occasionally and build holsters for, you know, a little extra cash, and, and uh, uh, we run things through them, right? We use them kind of as guinea pigs, you know, and they, they get yeah. holsters and make a little money on the side, and it works great for everybody. And uh, this, the cornerstone has been a game changer for those guys because they spend quite a bit of time in court and, uh, you know, prosecuting testimony and stuff at, at federal, federal level. And uh, they are able to carry a gun in a, you know, standard three-piece suit uh, and <clears throat> uh, just blend right in. No one's ever the wiser except, you know, when they go through their, uh, you know, uh, the of course the the uh, metal detecting machines you know of course they they right. badge through those and uh, right. you know, they're they're obviously perfectly legal to carry a gun because of their statue in law enforcement so <clears throat> um, they have just loved it now in, you know on the other side of that what they had been doing prior to this cornerstone prior to us building a tuckable holster. Uh, and this is a, a a big misnomer out there for appendix carriers is the uh, the thought that you can't dress up and carry appendix, you can't wear a suit and carry appendix, and that's that's not true because uh, a lot of the a lot of the old school guys uh, not, nothing against that because gosh I am one now uh, <laughs> you know. They'll say, well, you know, you can't wear a suit and carry appendix. Well, you can. You just got to do a little extra step to that, and you've got to add yeah. a vest to the suit to cover the gun. And that's what they had been doing prior to that. And that works. It works great. The cool thing about adding the vest to, to a suit while carrying appendix is now you can actually take your jacket off, um, you know, if you want to kind of dress down or if it's hot or et cetera. Where if you're carrying strong side, you know you can't really do that, uh, you know. So, so that's you know that's a little added benefit of that. But uh, we are starting to make. Uh, here's another thing. Uh, we're starting on some <clears throat> red dot options on the errands, uh, and we're starting a like a 2.0 cornerstone, which will be our red dot RMR compatible. Uh, and really looking forward to that because, uh, <clears throat> as you well know, uh, I have uh, I have had a uh, vision shift that came with my uh, hip replacement as of late. And uh, although mm -hmm. my vision's starting to come back a little bit now, so I'm pretty happy about that. But good, I've been playing around with the dot some quite a bit actually since then. 
been doing a lot of work with it and man i gotta admit i'm digging it i'm really digging it yeah well i'm glad you said that because that's going to take us into the to the next topic in a minute but i want all the listeners and viewers to know i would not allow anybody to be a sponsor on my show i've been doing this 11 years now and I wouldn't let anybody uh, be on here if I have not either, number one, used the products, number two, taken one of their classes. And with you, uh, it's both. Correct. Uh, I got I got two of your holsters. I have the um, I have the Keepers and I have the Errand. And I, I took about, I think it was about four years ago, I took the short appendix carry class you taught at Range Master Tactical Conference. I think that was 16, 2016 or 2017. Okay, yep. And then the next year you did a lecture, and I was in on that one. So I want the listeners and viewers to know that that I'm a fan because because uh, I use your products. And you've been kind of I've been following you. You've been kind of convincing me to get back into the red dot. Uh, and and let me explain to everybody. In 2016, I actually purchased a Trigicon RMR uh, for my Glock 19. I actually uh, had it milled into my slide, and I have to say I didn't give it a fair chance. Uh, I took a class, but I never really continued to practice with it. So I'm making a recommitment to go back to a red dot because I'll be 60 in November, and my eyesight is, you know, I mean, most of the... Most of the time, I'm wearing these. Most of the time, I got my prescription eyeglasses on. And uh, the the sights are blurry. And um, the target is in crystal clear focus when I got my glasses on, but the sights are blurry. And one thing I noticed from shooting a friend's pistol with a nice red dot on it is both the dot and the target are in focus for me. And I like that. Talk about that. Uh, so, yeah, 100%. Um, you know, I, I have avoided the dot. Uh, when I, that's, that's an incorrect term. Uh, I haven't needed a dot. Yeah. That's, that's the correct thing. I haven't needed a dot because my eyesight sees my front sight as clear and bright and as sharp as... I think really physically possible, you know, um, I mean, I can see the, or could, uh, I can see the imperfections of the paint in the orange dot that I use on my front side. Wow. Okay. So, you know, it, it is as sharp and clear as about as sharp and clear can get. Um, uh, here it's been, what was it? It was a, I guess it wasn't last year. It was the year before that. I taught a class up in Ohio and uh, was having just, it was just a great day. You know, I, I had really, uh, really been practicing a bunch that year and had a student in the class who is also, uh, you know, a pretty well known instructor up there in that area. <clears throat> and he's running a dot. And one of the, in one of the classes that I teach, I do a walk-back drill on a piece of steel, uh, and the steel is roughly USPSA A-zone. It's actually just a little smaller than that because uh, <clears throat> apparently when the company make, originally made it, it was, it was exactly A-zone size, and apparently there is uh, rights on that somehow, so mm. they cut a little couple of corners off of it. So it's not a zone anymore. Um, not in violation. So yeah. So it's you know they don't have to pay just to make it exactly a zone. So, um, but it's a real slick piece of steel. Um, uh, it it's very compact. Uh, it's got a little uh, system that uses a about a four foot two before uh, hang the steel on it. You know. So <clears throat> anyhow, so we were shooting that and. Uh, you know, the, the deal is in my class is you start, we start at about 10 plus yards. You start, uh, support hand only. Uh, once you miss the next time and we walk back every time. So if you miss the next time 
you can add a hand to the gun. So you're still support hand, but you can add your strong hand. And I do it that way because no one ever does it that way. And um, from talking to guys that have been in fights and stuff like that, uh, gunfights, <clears throat> anytime you can add both hands to the gun, it will be more stable. Even if of one hand is compromised, right? So that gives the guys a chance to try that out. And most of them have never done that. Uh, then once you miss there, you go to strong hand. And once you miss there, you go to two hands freestyle, however you want to do it. Uh, and when you miss, you're, you're done. You're out. And, you know, the, the uh, winner of it typically gets a coin or a hat or something like that. Well, we made it to... We made it to about 80, oh, about 75, 80 yards for the students. And the guy with the red dot uh, was the winner. And he, he won. won. And I thought, you know, I'm doing really good today. I'm just going to keep working this, you know. And uh, the students were okay with that. And uh, I made it to 113 yards. And that was as far back as I could get on that range. And, uh, you know, my uh, double action Beretta. Every single time, you know, I was spot on. And, you know, he was like, because I was telling him, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm really kind of thinking about going to a red dot. And he's like, why? And uh, so <clears throat> fast forward uh, to, oh, here about four weeks ago, um, I picked my gun up after having a hip replacement surgery and to do a little dry work. And I couldn't see my sights. And when I say I couldn't see my sights, like before the surgery, I could see them very well. Now, granted, they were starting to get just as quasi-fuzzy, right? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> after that, like I really couldn't align the sights with any assurity to make like a head box hit at 10 yards. Yeah. And that's my issue is aligning them up when they're blurry and a little out of focus has been a challenge. I've been able to manage it for four years because I've actually been dealing with this for three or four years. I've been able to manage it, but it was so, it was so easier with the red dot. Right. And, uh, so, uh, got a little, uh, uh, and I talked about this in an, on another podcast, um, Got like a little, <clears throat> it's kind of a book study, Bible study, men's group kind of deal. Um, like not really affiliated with a, a church per se, but you know. Uh, anyhow, so uh, uh, at, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, at a meeting that I wasn't at, because uh, there's a lot of. Uh, not a lot of, there's a few um, guys that we get in that are like straight out of jail, straight out of prison, et cetera, you know. And uh, we had a dude show up that was smoking, vaping marijuana in the meeting and being incredibly disruptive and ended up making some threats and et cetera. So everybody kind of started looking at me. This is right about the same time that, you know, I really realized that, I couldn't see my front sight very well, and uh, uh, and especially couldn't see hardly the rear sight at all. Uh, and they're all looking at me like, uh, "Hey, you know, are you going to be to you know all the meetings? Because you know, dude's making <laughs> active threats, you know." And uh, <clears throat> apparently, he had actually gone to the guy that kind of runs it, actually gone to his house and. Um, Cops got called. Dude had a gun. He's a prior felon. You know, it, 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 you know, and then apparently he got out and started making active threats. So, you know, I woke up one day and I'm like, well, you know what? I need a gun with a dot on it now. Right. And, uh, the quickest way for me to do that after calling about 15 gun shops, I found in a pawn shop, I found a Gen 5 Glock 17 MOS. It was the first MOS gun that I could find. Um, and I went and paid way too much money for that gun and went to my standard, you know, gun shop, Wilshire Gun here in Oklahoma City for anybody listening. 
um, it's, it's a fabulous gun shop and range. <laughs> and uh, went up there and bought a uh, Holoson 509T. Uh, I had contacted my friend and uh, mentor in the Red Dot, uh, Scott Jelinski, uh, and I was like, hey, bro, I need a dot. Which dot? Just, you know, just just give me the lowdown on, like, three top dots that you wouldn't have a problem with. And he was like, 509T, RMR, Trigicon, SRO. And I'm like, okay, cool. So uh, I looked at the 509T, I looked at the RMR, and I kind of liked the closed emitter idea of the 509T. I, mm-hmm. I like, because uh, I'm a mechanics guy, I like the mechanics of the way it bolts to the gun, the way it clamps to the gun. It's a recoil lug and a side uh, sidebar uh, versus the two screws. Now, of course, with the MOS, I have two screws holding a plate down that that bolts to, which kind of defeats the purpose. But uh, eventually, mm-hmm. if this is the dot that I decide to stay with, I will have this, uh, a non-MOS milled to accept that site. Uh, anyhow, so, but, you know, the, the moral of the story here is I was carrying a dot gun that day. You know, I went and sighted it in at the range and, uh, you know, had a, of course had a holster for it and was, was ready to go. So, so you picked up the, you picked up the G17 MOS and you got the, the, the Holison dot right away. Yep. I okay. literally went okay. from the uh, from the pawn shop to Wilshire. Uh, you know, took my range bag and all that because I know those guys up there. They mounted everything up for me. I rented a range, went right out there, sighted it in. Got you know, I took uh, a bunch of my carry ammo, sighted it into that. Um, I've got a, a a good friend of mine here in Oklahoma City who is uh, one of Scott's uh, endorsed instructors and. Uh, I texted him, you know, because I was like, cause, you know, I can. And I'm like, hey, bro, yeah. <laughs> shoot, you know, shoot me the lowdown on where I should sight this gun in at. And it's like, yeah. sight it in at 10 yards, confirm it at 25. And so that's what I did. And it, it was, okay. uh, you know, uh, I was shooting a one-inch square at 10 yards and a two-inch dot at 25 yards. And Very nice. Good, good hits at both, and so I'm like, okay, that works, right? Yeah, very. Uh, that's that's really you know, good. At seven yards and in, um, it's uh, like if you hold the dot directly on, you do have a bore height issue, you know, a height over bore issue, like you do with an AR, uh, and you know, so you got to kind of take that into account if you're trying to make you know, like super precision shots on a two-inch dot at like three yards, you're going to need to aim at the top of the dot, not the middle of the dot, right? Uh, But for all purposes self-defense related, that's going to be plenty Mm -hmm. close enough, right? So I have a quick question for you. Um, Do you have backup irons on that dot? uh, I got a lot of... uh, Almost hate feedback. Uh, <laughs> um, very interesting who uh, responds to me on Facebook. I, I obviously posted that, and you know, guys were like, "Well, I can't believe you don't have backup irons on the gun." You know, and I was like, "Well, one, I haven't even looked at backup irons to decide which ones I need." You know, it was a rush it, job it a rush you did job. first, yeah. And uh, I'm currently in the process of doing that, but. The real question came to me was, and I presented this to them, if I can't see my iron sights, how much good are backup iron sights doing for me? Well, that is a good point. So, you know, and then the, you know, the best response that I got was, well, you need them. Uh, I teach my students to shoot 120 meter headbox shots. And I'm like, right. They may need CCW safe if they do that. Um. <laughs> I, you know, uh, you know, I, I have I have taken a couple classes with Rob Latham and Mike Seeklander and you know other guys like that. And uh, yeah, uh, you know those guys. I can't reliably by any means make 
120 meter head box hits. Those guys can't either, you know. So um, it's it's just amazing what you get told on on the internet sometimes. But anyhow. Well, so, yeah, yeah, so, because the internet's always true, right? right? So, uh, so I have not put backup irons on the gun as of yet. Um, I have had several students in classes uh, as of late, uh, especially this last year, running uh, specifically. I was pretty surprised running high end 1911s or 2011s with no backup sights on them. No, not even the slides, not even dovetailed for the sights. It's strictly a red dot gun. And, you know, they ran through my class. Um, today they ran through both classes. Uh, so, you know, mm-hmm. you're talking almost a thousand rounds in two days. They didn't have a single problem with it. And yeah. And you know, backup iron sights is, it's kind of interesting because, uh, a, a decent shooter, I mean, in my opinion, people people that I've taught, even people that I've competed with, at the seven-yard distance or even less, most of them don't even need sights. So, um, and this is something that the viewers need to know is uh, uh, Scott Jaletsky was in town, I guess it's been, oh, it's been a year and a half or so ago now, um, and I took his appendix class and one day appendix class and two day red dot class but i ran it with one of his loner glocks uh with an rmr on it and backup sights and um while i don't necessarily enjoy shooting a glock all that much uh compared to my berettas uh especially at the time um i i really enjoyed shooting the dot i really did uh yeah it was just so much. It's a different I, world. I, I really don't want to say it was so much easier because in a lot of ways it's not for me because I'm used to my irons just being incredibly still, right? Well, the dot's not anywhere near as still as the irons. Now, the irons are moving exactly as much as the dot is. It's just you're much more aware of it with the dot. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that was a little bit of a shift and it still is a little bit of a shift for me. Um, but, man, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I really am. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking forward to it again. Like I said, I I didn't give it a fair shot. Right. No pun. No pun intended. And um, but I'm going to. And, and once I settle on the dot, once I put it on my gun, I'm going to give it a solid year. Yeah. A solid year of practicing, competing, and training with it. I'm not going to make a judgment till I've spent a solid year shooting yeah. it. I think that's, yeah. you know, that's fair. I don't like people that 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 buy something and after a month they're doing all these reviews because I'm thinking, you know, in a month, how can you really understand yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> Yeah. So the dot, so the dot, you you enjoy that? I, I do. Uh, you know, I've worked with it quite a bit. I have, uh, uh, I've done a little bit of room clearing with it. Uh, you know, experimenting with that. Uh, the uh, auto brightness feature of mine seems to be really working well. Uh, I use a. And I'm going to write this down. You said it's a, a it's a Holison 509T, like Tom. Yeah. And, uh, and I think the RMR has a very good auto brightness feature as well. Uh, yeah, I actually it shot does. one yesterday with a buddy of mine. Uh, he's a SWAT team leader here. And uh, uh, <clears throat> he's got a, a Beretta Elite with an RMR on it. Um, and uh, I shot his gun, you know, because <clears throat> that, you know, that I've got a bunch of Berettas and that intrigues me a lot, you know. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I like the 509T a little better than the RMR, but both of them are great dots. You know, I don't think you could go yeah. wrong one way or the other. Um, right. Um, uh, but anyhow, so I asked him, you know, I was like, okay, so how has this been in room clearance, you know, in in a SWAT level? You know, and he's like, man, I haven't had any issues with it. 
And so he Good. talked about, you know, he did William Petty's uh, uh, instructor low light class, uh, vehicle CQB class, all that low light. Um, and he said that every time he needed the dot, it was there. And uh, excellent. So, Good. You know, he said it was never too bright, never too dim. He could always pick it up enough to make, you know, the hits that he needed to make with the gun. And so that gives me a lot of confidence. Um, and in fact, it, they're, um, uh, won't, uh, you know, name, uh, towns or anything like that, but, uh, it's a pretty large, uh, police agency here in the Oklahoma City area. And they are, uh, setting on a whole stack of Glock 17 Gen 5s and RMRs. And uh, he is essentially waiting on ammo to come in to teach the transition school, and their entire department is going to dots. Um, well, technology is a wonderful thing. Yeah, it is. And, you know, all the, you know, to kind of uh, talk about the pros and cons real quick of, you know, why the dot, well, kind of what we already mentioned, you focus on the target. You're completely target focused with the dot. Well, in a life and death situation, especially for people that don't train a whole lot, they're going to be threat focused, right? More than likely. Okay. Just, you know, hear me out. I've been through a lot of force on force training. Some of the best stuff that is out there, um, <clears throat> that a civilian can get into anyhow. Uh, and, uh, I, I will tell you, I have been when presented with a situation that I needed to get a gun out and shoot a dude right now. Um, I'm not going to say that I didn't see my sights cause I did, but I wasn't focused on those sights. And you, you, you were focused, on, focused the threat. on the threat and, and in my classes, I actually teach that, you know, I talk about, you know, sharp front sight focus, et cetera, but I also shoot a soft focus where I'm, I'm target focused and I see the sights. I'm basically looking through the sights, but not at the sights, right? So yeah, the cool yeah. thing that the dot allows you to do is do exactly that, but have a precise aiming point, uh, much more precise yeah. than, than iron sights could ever be, right? Uh, especially yeah. I'm running a two MOA dot, you know, uh, some guys run a one MOA dot, which, um, I, th I think I'll stick with the two, uh, cause I, I've shot some fours and eights and I think those are too big, especially the eight, uh, you know, but the, the two seems to be a real sweet spot for me. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's also very similar because all of my carbine dots are two mo two moa dots, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so you know, every if I transition from the gun to a to a carbine with a dot on it, I'm looking at the exact same side dot. It's uh, essentially. So you're you're target focused, and you can see the dot. You only have one aiming point: is the dot. You don't have sights to That's on. what's nice is the single aiming so point. Yes. It's so much easier to do. You put the dot on what it you is. want to hit, and if you control the trigger all the way through and don't disturb the gun during the trigger press, you're going to make outstanding hits with the dot. Uh, yeah, yeah, you will. Every time that I have been beaten on a, like a, uh, a B8, uh, you know, the test or the super test or something like that. Um, uh, not, not every time there's been a couple outstanders, uh, but virtually every time, every time in a class, let me say that it's been with somebody with a dot gun. I've never, I've yeah. never been beaten in a class on a shoot off on a B eight. That wasn't by somebody that had, yeah. Sight. Not by an iron-sided uh, shooter. So, yeah, uh, you know, now that's you know that's not saying a whole lot because it's you know every class is is different, but um, the dot has a specific advantage in those types of drills. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I know I know several <clears throat> um, 
you know, world champion shooters, uh, Mike Seeklander, in fact, just posted a deal, uh, and I was talking to him about it. And uh, uh, Rob Latham threw a drill out there for him, which is 25-yard uh, IDPA head box, zero down, which is a three-inch circle, uh, mm-hmm. five rounds in five seconds from the draw. And, Impressive. And, uh, so, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that is world champion shooting level, right? Uh, Heck yeah. And, uh, and he did it. Um, and he did it with dot gun. That's, that's, that was, yeah. you know, and he talked about, you know, the, the dot allowing me to do this drill. Well, it doesn't surprise me about Seaclan. And, uh, um, <laughs> It was interesting when I, because uh, it was just this last October uh, that I did the the last class with those two guys, and Rob was shooting some guns with dots on it, and uh, so I spoke with him, you know, quite a bit about it because uh, the last class I had with those two, he was not, and uh, um, and he talked about these things, you know, how, and of course he shot dots for, I mean, he was shooting dots on handguns. 20, 20 oh, yeah. years ago, you know, yeah, uh, you know, they weren't necessarily slide mounted, but he was shooting, you know, a dot on a handgun, and uh, mm-hmm. so, and he talked about, you know, all this stuff that, that we're talking about, um, you know, the uh, the the things that I've noticed that if I would say anything, it's like a detriment, is uh, I have become a stickler for cleaning the glass. Yeah. I, um, and one of my, uh, you know, one of the me. things I do, and, and I'm uh, uh, kind of known for it, I've been doing it since, uh, I have been doing it, I've got Todd Lewis's green ball cap on, I have been doing this since a Todd Lewis green class in about 2008 or nine. Uh, I have been wearing sleeveless compression undershirts. So, yeah, I remember you, know, I, you said that. <clears throat> Uh, and the gun goes, you know, on the outside of that, and there's, it's easier to get on the gun. It keeps the gun from, you know, uh, scraping me. Uh, I wear them even if I'm not wearing a gun. Uh, they keep me, you know, cooler in the summer and warmer in the winter and, and yada, 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 yada. But the other thing it does is it keeps my body off of the glass. Yes, uh, yes. The other thing is the way we form our rmr cut on the keeper and what will be now on the errand and and the other models is we don't cut away material from the holster for the rmr clearance we actually build a uh, a shroud on the holster that protects the rmr from you right Okay. And that helps keep the glass cleaner. I've talked to uh, uh, my other buddy I was telling you about. He's a, uh, you know, he's an LEO dude, SWAT team member, um, a very busy, large police force. Uh, and he's running two guns with a dot on it in his duty. Uh, and that's one of the things that he's found is it's, uh, it's easy to get the glass, uh, dirtier if you're not wearing a uh, undershirt. That, that's a good point. That's a that's a real good point. Have you ever tried one of these? Yes, sir. It's called a lens a lens pen. Yep, yep. I've got. I like I've these. Got, uh, so I started using those things. Yeah. I don't know how long ago. Um, probably the early two thousands when they when they really first came out. When they yeah they did come out a long uh, time ago. You know in in hunting. Uh, I have one in my truck. I've got one right here in, mm-hmm. in the little uh, uh, table drawer that sits next to my chair. Um, you know, I've got in in the garage where all my guns are in the safe. You know, I've got you know I've got them just laying everywhere. So if I need to clean the glass, that's exactly what I go for. Yeah, these things are and, great. Uh, uh, these things are great. The, uh, interestingly enough, I found that the Under Armour shirts work pretty well for that. Um, yeah. The, uh, so one of the things on, on keeping the glass clean is um, loading, uh, unloading, malfunction clearance, et cetera, is now, you know, you've got this great big optic up there on the slide, 
and you can use it to rack the slide, you know, do reloads, do malfunction clearances, etc. The the thing that I learned real quickly is because um, I was I started doing basically just like a, a, a karate chop, you know, like my Judy chop that mm-hmm. I teach on my uh, when I make my hands in the draw stroke. Uh, and what I found was I every time I do that is I'd get a little smudge on the glass. And mm-hmm. so what I yeah. changed to is more of a more of a V shape in my hand, a ninety degree, if you will, uh, L, however you would like to describe it. So when I do that, I'm hitting the edge of the plating, the armor, if you will, that's on the dot instead of the glass. So now yeah. when I rack the slide or do a malfunction clearance or whatever, when I come back on the target, my glass is clean. Good. So, Good. So that's, that's kind of a tidbit that, that, uh, that I took away, uh, from that. Um, you know, but the, the other thing the optic gives you, you, you know, we've, we've talked for, you know, 50 years about doing, uh, you know, one hand manipulations with your front, your rear sight. You know, if you've got to load the gun or unload the gun or, you know, get, uh, you know, reload the gun, whatever, using your rear sight as a hook to, you know, rack the slide, et cetera. And, uh, we've made rear sight specifically to be able to do that, right? Well, now you've got this great big optic on there that you can do that with so much easier. You know, it's so much easier to do with that. Uh, you get more leverage, yada, yada, yada. It's just simpler. Yeah, and I've talked about one-handed uh, manipulations on this show before. So you, you're right. That that optic makes it so much easier. A lot of advantages to, to the red yes, dot. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the, the disadvantages people talk about, you know, well, what if it's raining? Well, you know, um, you know, uh, Scott posts pictures all the time of shooting in the rain. So one of the first things I did was throw some water on my optic because uh, – because I couldn't shoot in the rain, and send some rounds down range with it, right? It worked. It worked just fine. Was the water on the mm-hmm. glass a little distracting? Eh. You know, it wasn't that bad. Um, you know. You get used to it. People get used to it. Just experiment with it, right? That way you've been yeah. there, done that, you know what to expect, right? So. Speaking of raining, speaking of raining, it's no different than if I use my iron sight and I got my glasses on. The rain's going to hit my glasses. And I don't care what anybody says. Even if I got a ball cap on, if it's raining heavy enough, it's still going to get on my glasses. And when I have an iron sighted gun and I'm using my glasses and I got raindrops on my glasses, it's almost the same thing. And so now, if people are not glass wearers, then they don't have that issue. Uh, right. But, but the, the, you know, the thing about that, anytime you're on the range training, right? You training, got glasses. You got glasses on. And the rain's gonna hit your glasses. I, I, I have, right I on your safety that. glasses. I have done that way more times than I ever care to remember, and I blame Steve Fisher for it every single time. Because <laughs> I mean, poor Steve. Yeah. It's like every day he trains, it's raining. You know. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, good stuff on the red dot. Let's shift gears a little bit because um, I don't want this to run too long. But you are an affiliate of CCW Safe. Yes. yes. And in the last episode, before I had you on, I talked about CCW Safe. I actually looked them up on the web. Uh, I went to their website. One of the things, first of all, I want you to explain what CCW Safe is, but I want to preface it by saying I looked at the I looked at the staff, the founding staff, and I read their bios, and uh, I was impressed. I was very impressed yeah. with who these people are. Uh, that that was pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I'm a, I'm a, an affiliate with CCW Safe. Have been for several years now. Um, I. What is it? So what, explain CCW to people what CCW is. Is an organization that you can join that offers uh, protection if you're in a self-defense incident. Not insurance. It's, it's really not insurance. That's the simplest way to describe it, but it's not insurance. It's a organization that you join. Okay. Um, 
and this was explained to me a little bit by one of the founders just a uh, weekend before last when we had a, a, a CCWSA uh, industry summit. And uh, so I got to talk to the guys and meet a bunch of the guys and uh, uh, some of the folks that I hadn't met but I knew of. Um, so they will offer coverage, financial coverage, if you're involved in a self-defense incident, use of force, etc. And one of the key things that I love about them so much is it's not fire it is not just firearms related it is any legal weapon and that right there is is huge because uh oklahoma's in uh the legislator just passed a bill i think heading to the governor's desk about you know outlawing um uh the uh uh protesters on the highways and stuff like that where they they actually shut traffic down right and yeah. what they're doing is they're basically saying, you know, hey, if you get out and, you know, shut the road down and somebody feels threatened and they drive through your protest, they are covered under Oklahoma law. Right. So they're giving I, I hate to say giving, but they're giving the, you know, the populace uh, legal coverage under that where they can't be sued because of the I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's good. So, so you know, if, if even the legal weapon, if that's your vehicle, if that's a baseball bat, if that's pepper spray, right? You know, uh, if that's, um, uh, you know, if you were to get in trouble with that, uh, it, you know, if it's a knife, you know, et cetera, right? If it's, if it's legal for you to defend yourself with, right, in the state that you're in. Well, that's huge. That's a that's a big benefit right. because not everybody defends themselves with a right. gun, and so you've uh, got that. So very few. I don't think. I really don't think any of the other companies that are out there have that distinction. So I, I've never heard of it so, before. Um, and you know some of the some of the benefits and and what got me really into CCW Safe. It's a local Oklahoma City company, and I had a family friend. Because I had been associated with another entity that I just I, I, I got associated with it because I was teaching at a range that uh, they were an affiliate with, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, um, I really didn't have much of an option on that, right? <clears throat> and uh, uh, so they would come to a class and just fear monger. The students, you know. Yeah, I've heard and, of that. Uh, I, man, I just you know, the the first time I got to listen to the guy, I was like, you know, hey, you know, I mean, he harped on for like forty five minutes, and I'm like, bro, I got I got a class to teach. You know, this needs to be about a five minute deal, and you guys need to be out of here. And um, you know, uh, powers that be was like, no, you got to let them do their spill. Like, hey, well, we're gonna have to add hour to the class, you know. Uh, you know, and uh, uh, the students just, I mean, they didn't like it. You know, there, there were some that would sign up because, you know, a very fear-based, pressure-based sales. And, uh, you know, it's like going to a used car lot, you know, I mean, uh, or a furniture store, some of them. They're, they're not so bad as they used to be. But, you know, you'd walk in the door and there'd be like three guys. Hey, can I help you? You know, I'm like, I just want to look at a couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What, what I find and I imagine I CCW know, Safe you know? is not quite that way, is and, uh, it? So, with CCW Safe, it's they don't do any pressure sales whatsoever. They state their case, and that's it. You know. And so, a, a, a longtime family friend I've known this family for forty plus years. Um, he retired from a, a, his second law enforcement job. Uh, very high level uh, prosecutor uh, for the state DA here in Oklahoma. Uh, he was the lead prosecutor for, for the DA for like 15, 13, 10 years, something like that. And then he went to work for CCW Safe. And uh, he hit me up and he was like, and this is, you know, about the time that I had left that range. And uh, he was like, hey, you know, this is what we've got going on. This is what we do. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I- I'm all in. Sign me up. Uh, and then I got to meet the the, uh, the the founders and 
talked to those guys and, you know, they're former cops uh, and, you know, both become attorneys and they're just, they've been in use of force incidents before. That's important. And then, you know, I just, it just kind of snowballed. I got to meet uh, a new Andrew Bronca and Andrew Bronca come on, you know, is, and, you know, Andrew is uh, the, the law of self-defense. He's uh, a very niche lawyer that deals in, you know, use of force. Uh, and then Don West uh, from, you know, fame of the Zimmerman trials, uh, mm-hmm. he's their lead counsel, you know. And um, this uh, two weekends ago now, I got to actually sit and talk to Don, and we had, you know, conversations and uh, had one guy there that was uh, that was there who's a, who's a writer and uh, he uh, uh, he works for uh, CCW Safe now and he was asking me it's like so you know what duty ammo do you use or what carry ammo do you use and I was like you know he's like how do you select that and I was like well you know I I do it simply uh, I just believe in HST and gold dots and so that's what I buy. Me too. And but I said I also do that because HST and Gold Dot is what the two most populous police departments in my locality issue. Right? Mm-hmm. If they issue, be hard to argue against. If that. they issued something different, I might be carrying something different. But fortunately for me, that's what they issue. So, you know, I'm I'm good with that. And. Yeah. And and I was telling him that I was like, just find out what your you know your local PD issues and buy some of that. And uh, uh, Don happened to overhear that, and he was like, that is a really good course of action, you know. And so these guys have yeah. so much experience. The other thing that people may not know about the founders of CCW Safe. Um, they actually handle all the use of forces for Oklahoma City PD. Okay. So if an officer is involved in a shooting, they're the first stop that they come to. They okay. don't get interrogated until they've been through getting interrogated at their, you know, at their uh, uh, their office, right? So, quick yeah. question. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It just gives the guys so much more experience because it's not like they do this once or twice every year. They are continually doing this, you know, because there's and it's that's that's a big deal. And it's a huge deal because they're I mean, they're on top of their game. They know exactly what goes on in these shootings and how to work. it. The other thing, they're the only company that is tried and true. They had a member, uh, and it's on their website, the, the Stephen Maddox. You can go look for that on their website. Uh, and Stephen talks about it. Uh, the dude got charged with murder uh, and horrible police work. Uh, police work was was uh, uh, verging on negligence, uh, and uh, it got thrown out in court. He got all charges dismissed. Uh Interesting. Uh, and I, I'm really not at liberty to say, but I will say that the company took better care of him than he could have ever imagined. Uh, you, you talk about being able to live your life continually because as soon as he was arrested, he was a very high-level IT guy. Uh, and I know this just from mm-hmm. kind of being inside. Um, his company fired him because he was in jail. He was charged with him, That's going to happen. Right? That's, so that's going to happen. That's probably going to yeah. happen. Well, yes. they they helped him out with that. That's that's about all I'll say. But they went okay. above and beyond, you know. And but that is even really that's good. Huge. That's huge. That yeah. is huge. I know listeners and viewers are going to be they're thinking about this question right now. I want to ask it: Is there coverage nationwide? So there there is, except in three states that have essentially outlawed this kind of coverage. Uh, Hmm, what are those? So, uh, you think New, New York, New Jersey, and Washington State. Go figure. So, and, you know, I, I've had this argument, uh, and they're currently negotiating with those attorneys in those states because those attorneys are labeling 
you know, this as an insurance and it's, you know, technically it's not an insurance, but that's the best way to describe it. So they're, they're still in communication with right now. Right now they have, uh, those attorneys had basically told CCW safe that you're not valid in these states. And that's not just CCW safe. That's any plan out there. That's any coverage plan that's out there right now. So with the exception of New York, they label they label themselves as insurance, right? Okay. So with the exception of New York, New Jersey, and Washington, I believe those are the three. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go figure. You know, I mean that. I'm not surprised by that. (laughs) uh, You know, unfortunately, I'm not either, but. you know, I feel for the people in states like that, that their legislators are, you know, so, I mean, because that's just adamantly anti-self-defense. Yeah, it is. Well, for the most part, and I don't like to get too political on this show, but most of the time people get the government that they vote for. So I'll just, I'll leave that right there. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, last question, Spencer, about CCW Safe. Uh, there's a discount available with your affiliate code, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay, go ahead. It's going to be in the show notes of this video and the, the podcast, but go ahead and uh, give that it's discount code. KC, the letter KC, the numeral 10 off. So think Keeper's Concealment 10 off. And then will give you 10% off on that. Um, uh, and um, you, Or you can go to... Um, keepersconcealment.com we have a ccw safe page on there all the reasons why i'm an affiliate etc um you know we we promote that if you get a holster from us you get a, a pamphlet on ccw safe with that code on there and that code you can share far and wide so and i am sharing it on my show notes uh i will on every episode uh from now on it'll be direct link to your affiliate page, to your website, and it'll also be in the show notes for the videos. Uh, people will be watching this on YouTube as oh, well. Excellent. So so all people have to do is just go to my notes and click on the direct link if they happen to be in front of their computer or phone right now. And um, so good. That's that's good. We, we, we talked about the dot life and we talked about CCW safe and, and your holster, your cornerstone. You and I did a, uh, a video when you launched your cornerstone. Yes, yes we did. And, uh, I will link to that as okay. well so people can go back because we got kind of detailed into it. And, uh, if you don't mind because of time, we need to sign off soon, but could you in about three weeks, can you come back? Sure. On? Yeah. Be glad to. Okay, let's do that, uh, and let's talk. I would like to actually dig deeper into both of these subjects, especially red dots. Okay, sure. Uh, It's such a a great technology, and I'll say one last thing. You know, a lot of guns, like this P365, you know, they're coming coming red dot ready uh, right out of the box, uh, Uh, and just about most of the manufacturers are doing that these days. So I would urge, I kind of regret... I kind of regret, like this Glock 19 Gen 5, it's not the MOS version. Um, the M&P that I have in my safe next to me is not the MOS version. So i got to get these things milled now. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually probably the better way to do it because then you're not messing with a yeah. plate. Uh, but uh, speaking of that, uh, I uh, happened into a gun store and they had a performance center, 4-inch, uh, M&P Shield Plus, uh, new gun that's out. and I saw you put that on Facebook. it's cut yeah. for uh, a red dot. It actually comes with a red dot, but it's it uh, it's pretty cheap. So uh, I just bought a new Shield red dot uh, from the Shield red dot company. Uh, and yeah. uh, so I'm going to bolt that together, and that's going to be my lightweight uh, carry gun. And I cannot believe that they got that to 13 plus one. Well, yes, it is amazing. Just just like what Sig did with the P365, 12 plus one. I'm a huge fan of this gun. You know, um, I wasn't a real big fan of the P365 when they came out, but now um, I love them. Yeah, and I I I have been set up for shields 
right? And I've been a big Shield fan for, I mean, since they came out. And uh, so mm-hmm. when I saw Me when too. I saw that, I was like, oh, that's that's my jam right there. Yeah, that Shield Plus, that yeah, that might have to be something that I uh, that I pick up I, soon down the I road. Can't find any 13 round magazines. Only came with one. Um, so I, you can't find extras can't find yet. Extras yet? I don't think. I don't think they're really out there just yet. Uh, uh, if anybody yeah, from if anybody's got a jam, a line on one of them, please hit me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. As I say, make sure uh, you you can hit me up on my email uh, on my voicemail. You can you can email uh, Spencer. What is your email? Uh, real quick. Concealment at gmail dot com. So if you got a line on fifteen round shield. Uh, Shield Plus yeah, magazine. Yeah, Shield Plus thirteen rounds. Um, now I know Sig makes uh, they make fifteen round mags for this. Yeah, thing. and um, that those are kind of cool I've too. I've got a good friend of mine that uh, I have been training with since like two thousand and seven, I think, and and his carry gun now is uh, XL um, uh, with a dot on it, and. And there are there are fifteen mag, round mags for these little Glocks and too now. That is what my um, wife is carrying currently. Yeah, those are so, those are yeah. awesome. And I put those I put those to the test by the way, and they're flawless. Yeah, yeah. they're great. Yeah. I have three of them. I have three of them. I shot a lot of rounds of both range ammo and concealed carry ammo through the shield. I think it's called the RS or S oh S fifteen. Yes. Made by made by Shield Arms, different than Smith and Wesson Correct. Shield. Yes. Too many Shield names, um, but I like the I like the guns that are already cut for RMRs. Yes. Yep. Excuse me. Excuse me. Red dots. There you go. Um, <laughs> there's so many different red dots. I little, little mistake I made there. Um, all right, Spencer. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate on. it. Yeah, I appreciate it too. And uh, let's do a part two very okay. soon. Okay. That's great. All right. right. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Spencer Keepers. Once again, your time is valuable. You gave it to us here, and I very much appreciate it. And welcoming Keepers Concealment as another sponsor of the Handgun World Podcast. I'm going to sign up for CCW Safe soon, and remember the discount code is KC10OFF, which again you can find in the show notes. My Amazon store is also still up and running. If some of you want to support this show and don't want to spend any extra money but help me out, do your Amazon shopping. Go to Handgun World first. Handgunworld.com, click my Amazon store, then log into your account and make your purchases. Well, folks, remember in this time that we're living in, there is a lot of bad stuff going on, and let's just let's keep the hope alive as much as we can. Remember, evil does not exist in the holster. A lot of people want to blame evil on the item that exists in your holster. It's not there. It's evil is in the hearts of men and women, and that's what we're seeing. We're seeing evil in the hearts of men and women. God always offers hope. He does not always promise that things are going to be good all the time, but he does offer hope. Shoot straight, shoot safe, read your Bible every day, and I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.